Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 74 of Process to Profitability. Today, I'm talking about creating an effective call to action. Calls to action are something that appear on every website. And so I wanted to take some time to talk about what makes a good one and gets people on your website to convert in the way that you want them to. Let's start out by talking about what exactly a call to action is. If you have been around for a while, you might have heard this term, but not everybody has. And so when someone talks about a call to action, it is some kind of button or link or something that encourages visitors on your website to take a specific action. Basically, you want them to do something to engage with your content or buy your product or get in touch with you about a service. And so you're creating a call to action to tell them what it is you want them to do and how they can do it. There are some ways that you can make sure that these things on your website are more effective and are actually getting the results you want to see instead of just sitting there hoping that someone will click on them. First, let's talk about where a call to action should even appear. There are some great places to put your calls to action on your website. And the big thing is that every page should have one. We've talked about this before when we talk about creating a journey for your website. You want to direct people from your homepage all the way to your goal, whether that's contacting you or checking out of your shop. And each page along that journey should have a way to direct people to the next step. And that's going to be your call to action on a lot of these pages. So on your about page, It might be, go learn more about my services. On your contact page, it's going to be, get in touch with me. You want to use your call to action on these big pages of your website to move people forward on their journey to working with you. And you do this by mapping out how it is that people get to know you and trust you enough to actually purchase something. And so that is how you map out that journey and then you use your calls to action to get them from one step to the next. What you're doing here is telling them what to do so that they don't have to decide where to go next or what to look at. You're making it easy for them to navigate through your website. When you're designing these pages, there are some great places to put a call to action. The first and most popular that you're going to see is at the end of the page. So once somebody scrolls all the way down a page, you want to give them a next step. Sometimes this is going to be directing them to next page. Other times, like in your footer, which is the next great place to put a call to action, it's a great place for a general opt-in, like signing up for your newsletter or downloading something that's really popular with your visitors. That's a call to action that gets them to take a next step. And at the bottom of the page is a great place to do that because you know that they are already really engaged. The next good place to put this can be in the middle of a page especially if it's a long page where you're sharing a lot of information. For example, on a sales page or a services page, people might land there and start reading and realize, yes, I want to take the next step. 
by giving them a call to action at that point, it makes it really simple for them to take the next step without getting distracted by other things they don't need to read. Of course, you should have a second call to action at the end of your page for the people that aren't ready yet, but putting one in the middle gives people the chance to make a decision right then and there. Another great place for a call to action is in the sidebar of your blog. So if you have a sidebar, and not everybody does, you should have a couple of things there. And one of those things can be a call to action. But you have to be really careful about choosing what it is you want somebody to do here. If somebody is just reading your blog, they're probably not going to invest in a really high-end service. But they might sign up for your newsletter or opt in for a freebie. So make sure you choose carefully what it is that people are going to want to make a commitment for at that point in their engagement. Another popular place to put your call to action is in your menu or the header of your website. This is a great place to put a freebie that's really popular because it's where everyone will see it. On my own website, I used to have an opt-in there. So I had my home, about, services, those links, and then I had a like five updates to make on your website opt-in right in the main menu. You can also take it out of the menu, but put it in your header. So I currently have a button in my banner image that is about taking a quiz to see if your website is converting. And that's a great way to put it because it's front and center. Again, you have to make sure that you're choosing something that most people are going to want to click on. And so giving away some kind of a freebie or a quiz is a great thing to do here because it's really low commitment for them and you're getting them interested in what you do. And the final place that you should have a, a call to action, and this is important, and if you don't have them here, you should go back and review that, is in your blog posts. So at the end of every blog post, you need to have some kind of next action to take. For some posts, that's going to be download some kind of a relevant opt-in or freebie. If it's related to your post, you can have a button there or even the sign up right there where they type everything in and hit submit so that they can get that freebie right after they finish reading your post. If you don't have a relevant opt-in or you feel like you're oversharing it because it's on every post and it might not really fit with this one, you can also use calls to action to have people share your post on social media. So give them you know, a headline that says, like this article, share it with a friend, and then give them the ability to share it on Pinterest and Facebook and Instagram. Another great call to action at the end of a blog post is to check out related posts. So in Squarespace, it's really easy to do this with a summary block where you are just choosing to show any posts that have the same tags as the one that you are already sharing. And that way they can go back and see, okay, I really liked this blog post that I just read. What else might I like to read about? I know that I use this to navigate through people's blogs all the time, because if I've just read a post about their new baby, then maybe I want to go and check out how they plan for maternity leave and see their family photo session. This is a great way to get people to stay engaged on your website for a very low commitment on their part. The next thing to ask when you are creating a call to action is what it should do. So we talked about where you can put these and a little bit about what might go in those spots. 
But if you aren't sure what call to action you should make on each page of your website or on each blog post, it's really important to make it relevant to the page that you're on. You would hate to have a call to action on a blog post about Squarespace design that leads somebody to learn more about hiring someone. It's not that they might not want to learn about it, but it's just not relevant to the thing that you've just talked about. And what you want to do is make sure that you're showing off your expertise and making it easy for them to stay engaged. On the other pages of your website, like your about page and your services page, this call to action should still be relevant. From your services page, you don't want to send somebody to read a blog post. That's not going to make them take the next step. Instead, you want them to sign up to download your guide about your service, or maybe check out your portfolio or get in contact with you. Make sure that it makes sense for the journey that they're on through your website. And don't ask for too much at the wrong time. We talked about this when we talked about your call to action in your sidebar and your menu, but you don't want to ask people to invest in something that's a lot of money or a lot of time right away when they haven't gotten to know, like, and trust you yet. So make sure that the call to action that you're using leads to something that's relevant for them. And of course, you wanna make sure that it's actually working. So when you have a call to action leading to a freebie, just test it out to make sure that when someone signs up, they get the right emails, they get the right freebie to download. And that way you can avoid some headache on your part and frustrating your website visitors. Do you know what your dream clients see when they come to your website? The only way to figure out how your dream clients are using your website and what makes them leave is to ask them. I've created a special UX test guide that you can get at lemonandthesea.com slash UX test. Inside, you'll learn how to structure a user experience test to get the best results, 18 questions to help you really see your website through their eyes, and my favorite way to find dream clients to help you. You need to look at every stage of your client's journey from landing on your website to completing the final goal through their eyes so that you know what to change right now to start converting more visitors into clients. Get the guide at lemonandthesea.com slash UX test. Okay, so you know you need a call to action and you might have an idea of where you want to start placing them on your website. But what in the world should you say to get people to click on it? This can be one of the hardest parts of a website design because a lot of people don't think about this as being an important piece of their copy. When I send my clients a list of the content that I need for their website, I always include, give me a call to action or give me the freebie that you want people to sign up for. And a lot of times people might tell me what it is that they want people to sign up for, but they don't give me the exact wording to use. And so I'm stuck trying to come up with something for them. But the words you use here are really important because you want to call someone to take an action. You want to inspire them to click on that button or enter their email address or go to the next page. And you can't do that if you're using generic language that isn't inspiring. So how do you figure out what words you should use? The first thing you want to think about here is to continue to show off your brand's personality. If your brand is snarky and funny, you want to make sure that the words you use here reflect that. If you're always making references to Lord of the Rings, you can use that here. 
These calls to action should just be a continuation of what you've been doing everywhere else on your website and on your social media. You're showing off your personality because that is what's going to connect with your dream clients. You also want to make sure that you are giving a very clear and specific call to action. Share exactly what's going to happen next. So you don't want to say something like, sign up now. You want to say, sign up to get your free download. That tells them they're gonna click this button, they're gonna sign up, and then they're gonna get this thing at the end. You want it to be clear what they're going to be doing, where they're gonna be going, and specific about what is going to happen. Now, a caution here, you don't want your call to action to be three sentences long. So you can't sit around and say, click on this button to enter your email address and then you'll get an email that gives you the free opt-in. You want to keep it concise, but you also want to make it clear what it is that they should expect when they get to the next step. The third thing to do is create a sense of urgency. For some of us, this can feel a little bit icky if our freebies aren't going to disappear or our services aren't going to sell out. But you can do this without feeling like you're telling people that something that isn't true. Basically, you want to inspire them to take action now instead of saying, oh, well, I'll wait and do it later if I remember. Because most likely they're not going to remember to sign up for that thing. So you can create a sense of urgency by encouraging them to make a difference in their business now. If your product is about to sell out or your services do book up, you can say that here. You just want to make sure that they are taking that next step now instead of leaving it to later and not ever coming back. So here are some specific examples of words and phrases that you can use to help you write your calls to action. First, you want to avoid having things that are generic, like we said. So you want to avoid buttons that just say learn more, sign up, subscribe, or join. Not that you can't use those words, but they aren't really telling people what to expect. And so you want to get more specific than that. People really discourage using the word subscribe because it means something to a lot of people that you really don't want it to. So you want to encourage people to join you and sign up for your email list, but you don't want it to feel like, oh, I have to give you this, and then you're gonna spam me with a bunch of emails. You do want to use action verbs. So start your call to action with get, start, download, build, grow, buy, join, or try. And then be specific about what it is that they get. So get the free download now, or take this quiz to find out. Grow your business with this freebie. Something that gives them a sense of urgency that makes them wanna click on that button. And now, from a website design perspective, let's think about the design of your opt-in. So a lot of us tend to put opt-ins that really don't stand out. We're kind of afraid to promote the work that we've been doing, and we don't know that we want to you know, feel like we are selling to people really hard on our website. But here's the thing, if somebody is on your website and they're looking for that next step, they want to continue learning about you. And if they don't, then they're gonna go somewhere else. What you're doing through your design and through having these calls to action on your website is giving them an easier way to get to where they want to go. And so when you are thinking about the design of your opt-in, 
there are a couple of things that you should really look at. The first is it should stand out. Now, this doesn't mean that you use a totally off-brand color and have it feel really weird because while that is going to certainly stand out, it's not going to make people want to click on it. But what you want to do is use a bright color with a bold font that's easy to read so people know exactly what it is that this is. They know that this is something that they should look at. It will stop them in their tracks, they will read it, and then they will make a decision. The other thing is that it should look like a button. So you want to make it clear that somebody can click on your call to action and do something. When you don't make something look like a button, people aren't going to click on it because they feel like, oh, well, this actually isn't something that is clickable. And the best way to do this is as they're scrolling your website and they come across a call to action of sorts, make sure that it gives them an indication that it's clickable. So you can do this by having it change color as they hover over it, maybe have it light up a little bit or go a little bit duller. Just have it change when they hover over it. And that tells people, okay, this is something that I can interact with. One of the things that I love about Squarespace is it does this for you pretty much automatically. If you add a button in Squarespace, and that's how I suggest that you set up your calls to action, you can go into the design and style and choose the color of your button, choose what it looks like. But what it's going to do is when someone hovers over it, it's automatically, without you having to do any extra coding or design or anything, it's automatically going to look like a button they can interact with. And that is a really good thing because that means that you don't have to do any extra work and people are going to know, hey, I can click on this and do something. If you're using a different platform, like in ShowIt, what I would suggest is when you are creating these things in your design, you set it so that when someone hovers over it, it does something different, whether that is have an extra outline or change colors or the font changes, just have it do something so that it's clear that it's a button and not just a static thing on a page that you can't interact with. And of course, as always with Squarespace, you can use some custom CSS or have a designer help you to really make those calls to action and those buttons your own. They don't have to go to the default of what Squarespace has, but if you are just designing it yourself and you wanna get it up there, it's great because they are already helping you make these decisions and make it easy for you to do that. The last thing that I wanted to mention about calls to action is a website banner. This is a really, really popular way of getting people to take action on things. And more and more website platforms are making this easy. So what this is, is some kind of a thin banner at the top of your website that shows up on every page that encourages people to take some kind of an action. So currently on my website, I have a bright yellow bar that says, want a website that works? Five updates for a higher converting website. When someone clicks on it, it takes them to sign up for that download that they can get. This is a great way to catch people's attention because they have learned that it's a place to look for those free opt-ins and it usually stands out. So you're using a bright color or a bold font that is going to stand out and people are going to know, okay, this is something I should pay attention to. 
What you don't want to do when you're writing a call to action and designing it is hide it in your website. You should never have people who are just scrolling through your website looking for something to do. I hate when I go to someone's website and I'm looking for a way to sign up for their email list or download a coupon if I can get a freebie and I can't figure out how to do that. It really turns me off because I know that they want me to take an action. And I want to take that action, but I can't figure out how to do that. So your goal here when you're designing and you're writing is to make it easy for people to take the action that is going to get them further along in their business or their photography journey or whatever it is that you are offering to them. And please, please, whether you're working with a designer or not, remember to think about what it is you want your calls to action to say. As a designer, I am not a copywriter. And so I will try to help my clients write something, or at least make it a little bit interesting, but I can't write their brand's personality for them. And so I need you as the client to give me something that's compelling and want, makes people want to sign up because you know your business and your dream clients best. So think about that when you are designing your website. Don't leave it to the last minute. Make sure that it's actually relevant and actionable and creates that sense of urgency so people want to click and take the next step. I know this was a shorter episode, but I'm glad that it is because I have three action steps for you and I want you to start by taking these right now on your website. The first is to make sure every page of your website has a call to action. We've talked about this in previous episodes, and so you may have already done it, but just go and double check to make sure that there's something for people to do to take a next step. The second is to update the call to action text on your website. So go through, look at those places where you have these buttons and make sure that they are doing more than just saying subscribe or sign up. Give it some interest, some personality, and really encourage people to click on that button. And number three is review the design of your call to action. Make sure that it stands out and it looks clickable so that when people see it on your website, they don't just scroll past it, but they stop and they look and they figure out, is this something that I want to take action on? Thanks so much for listening today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I would really appreciate it if you would share it on Instagram or Facebook and just let other people know how they can also create compelling and effective calls to action. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show. 